Let's give them something to talk about. I see the energy running out. I got a planet to run around. Okay. Nailed it. Yeah, that one was a good one. We're getting, we're, this is like we're 65 episodes in, we're just kind of figuring it out. Just now. When it, when, when, if you're starting a podcast or anybody that has started a podcast, they said, and Savannah said this, you literally just start. Like, yeah. you, you, you think you get everything in line and everything perfect. Don't just, just start because you're going to learn so much all along the way. It's kind of like starting fitness. Well, right. Just start. <laughs> My, myself and Wes Pyatt, we have a podcast that we are only about 12 episodes into. There's a, there's a couple of beta tests in there. And yes. uh, we, we, call it, we call ourselves the third space because we're a bunch <laughs> of dirty hippies. And uh, <laughs> first, first, we were doing YouTube. And I learned very fast that I am absolutely atrocious at editing anything. And just don't have the bandwidth. The time. Oh, so you edit? Time. You do, all the, you do editing on the podcast? Not anymore. I just go to Instagram Live. Go live, take yeah. A picture yeah. where we're both smiling, and I post <laughs> that as our as our cover. And if you want to listen to it, it's there for you. If not, it's just a bunch of just a bunch of CrossFitters being knuckleheads. We 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 learned that too. If you the people that are doing the edited the edited podcast, my hats off to them. And the, and everyone thinks, well, these it's brave for these guys to go live and do these things live. No, it's not. It's easier. Way easier. <laughs> way easier and you just and people will accept you for who you are now i interestingly savan's done thousands of podcasts now and his uh his podcast is uh every the first five minutes of almost every single podcast is technology issues that he's dealing with yeah you guys took a couple thousand in and and all of his he has all these people that dial in or they watch and they're all like patient with him well try this no it sounds like crap still turn it up (laughs) turn it down no you're you how many do we redo like stop all right let's just start it over do it again yeah brad we had a couple where we did the whole thing we did the whole podcast and no and no sound was being recorded (laughs) no sound was being. uh, we heard each other but no one else Last week, I got I was real frustrated. I recorded entire classes, entire classes with a microphone on, with it plugged into my phone, everything so that I could get coaching evaluations from like DT, uh, Pat Barber, and like just really work toward my L4. Mm-hmm. One time, I didn't turn the mic on. So it's me coaching in complete silence. It's just like a, and then another one, like I turned, I was doing like these push up variations, drills, kind of the bus stop technique. And all you can see is me talking. No, so there's no cueing that they could give me no feedback. Uh, another one, I had filmed too many of these classes in the row, and I was doing so good. I was doing, I was like, this is going to be the one that I send. And uh, my phone said, because I had like five one-hour videos all of a sudden, and my phone said, no more data. We turn you off. So like halfway through the class, it just stops recording, and I was like, forget it forget it so i'm going to take a day or two off from that project and readdress it later on this week oh man it's uh, a complete yeah. a shit show it is there is well which would bring us to the open <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad they so, a good job i guess it will because I, I do i do want to talk about that's one of the struggles we face with the yeah. open everybody says well video should be the separator and unfortunately the challenges with doing video recordings are real yeah. And there's people that have gotten ha- in our gym that have gotten halfway through the workout and their phones die. Yep. Or, or you get a phone call because you didn't put it on um, yeah, airplane, airplane mode. mode. Um, one was right. not oh, have enough space on one your phone. One was that poor girl at uh, CrossFit Pleasanton, that teen athlete that 
um, though she used that pro program Wadproof and Wadproof yep. and Wadproof hiccuped in the workout. Oh, um, it stopped, it stalled the recording and then restarted and it was and so her timing, her time was off on it and they couldn't use it for validation. That's terrible. Yeah. So the technology, yeah. technology ain't there yet. We have a trio of Dan's, Dan Holmes, Dan Bass, Dan Fishman, and they're all, they are, they are the tier below where they're the ones that are signing uh -huh. up for the competition yeah. and they're just missing. So, so all of their stuff really for them, for them, their fitness journey really matters. So we record them. They're always like just outside of NorCal Classic, just outside mm -hmm. of Wadapalooza. So we do a lot of this stuff and we have like, we have systems in place now, like we how how we lay down the tri tripod that I'm on right now, how we tape it so that it doesn't move. These are the markers. These Set are the up cones so nobody walks in yeah. front of it. Multiple people looking over the like uh, uh, the actual documents themselves, reading the fine print. Uh, mm -hmm. Multiple videos. It is a whole process to get these like would be regional styled athletes onto a, a, a platform that brings them joy and we're doing it i'm doing it like as their coach like i'm yeah. both coaching them up on strategy or they don't want to hear my strategy or you know some variation of that and then three two one go and all of a sudden i'm not their coach i am their like media person yeah and so brian brian by the way is the owner of mid-state crossfit in merced california i wrote on the yeah. original i wrote on the original notes modesto despite get this Get this, despite <laughs> putting up his logo on the graphic, because I created the graphic, and on his logo it says Merced, and I still wrote Modesto. So yeah, no, it's a, the, yeah. Thing about, the thing about the Central Valley is it's the same place over and over again. So <laughs> yeah. you'll have like a really, so you'll have like a really small guy. place, like, right. like for example, like a, pick a really small town, like Oakhurst, or like a cool spot, right? right. You just like squeeze those together, and that's like an Atwater. And then you like take two Atwaters and you're like the same intersections, same fast food joints, same truck stops. You squeeze those two together. That's a Merced. Take two Merced, squeeze those together. That's a Modesto. And all of a sudden you put a couple of Modestos, you got a Stockton, a Bakersfield, <laughs> yep. but it's the same place. Like it's all agriculture. It's all mm -hmm. uh, hardworking blue collar folk. They lean a little right. You got a nice like Mexican, Hispanic, like base population. And uh, it's, the, the valley's been good to me. I'm originally from uh, New Bedford, Massachusetts, which is just a little bit south of Boston. Um, yeah. And uh, when I moved here in 2011, it was like mid mid recession depression. Like Merced got hit hard socioeconomically more than just the average type, right? Because they just had no, there was no buffer in their economy. It just like it bottomed out. And they, you know, with the UC coming in, they thought there was going to be this big growth, but it just wasn't there. The population wasn't there. The the historical uh, cornerstone businesses weren't there. So when I moved here, it was like, ooh, closed doors, cardboard, all that jazz. What and, year? Uh, that, really, was, that was 2008, 2009, yeah, I, 2010, something like that? I, I, moved, I moved here. Uh, I started the move. It was like a month-long road trip. It was dope. Uh, on July 4th. 2011 so okay. like we were That's driving down the i9 yeah the i9 uh, the i95 on the east coast it was like fireworks all throughout a, a night drive with my uh, my would-be wife you know she was my fiance at the time and uh so it was a cool it's, it's been a cool adventure but the valley's been good to me people be like why merced and I'm yeah. like, well, my wife's from here, so that's a good reason. And then, and then two, 
it's like it really it really worked out well for us the the i worked as a paramedic for the past 18 years i have i'm now a full-time affiliate owner and so i'm blessed i'm blessed to have that opportunity of a career change and how long uh, how long ago did you uh purchase your affiliate i purchased my affiliate really excellent time to buy a small business uh january 1st 2020 so it was mm -hmm. like just perfect <laughs> to get like the most, you know, the expensive version of the business while also just 12 weeks later, we closed the door. <laughs> right into the shit show, man. Yeah, so, okay. Fuck. So it, you, you mentioned that to me out at uh, when yeah. we met CrossFit Games yeah. this year. And I just, th those things stick with me. Yeah. Because I, you know, if you can get this guy right here, Brian's going to be survivor. Like he'll be, yeah. He's like a cockroach, right? So when when all the all the crossroads when all the crosses are gone, he's going to be alive and thriving, man, yeah, and growing. Because sure, if he got through that, right, as your starter kit, then wow, yeah. What playbook we were, did you read for that? Yeah, we were so we were all uh, so my wife and I were we're like old crossfitters now at this point. Yeah. You know, we started crossfitting when I was 23, 24 years old. I'm thirty six now. Like I feel 36 too. Right, and, right. uh, and when we started, we were, we, we back then knew that, uh, we wanted to be part of like the beginning of something, the affiliate that we had joined, they had already had their, their, their established like core group that this is the ride or die. Mm -hmm. And we were like, we wanted that, but we weren't in it. And that is totally okay. That is totally okay to be the new member. That's just passionate about it. But like, you're not, you're not in the bubble, man. You're not in that inner circle. That's totally appropriate. So when, when Mid-State started, we wanted to be part of something original, the beginning, the like the start of it. So hmm. uh, even though I wasn't the owner at the time, I, I drew the mural that's outside. We helped lay down the floors. We started you know, cleaning this. You know, it's, a, it's an old warehouse. We, work, we hmm. operate out of an old beat up warehouse. And but we felt ownership. So when it was time to buy it when that opportunity revealed itself that like, Hey, we can have mid state. We thought that we were just going to have to convince our, our members, our would be members um, that, Hey, uncle Brian and aunt Gabby, we're, we're still us, right? Like it's, this is not like a changing of the guards to somebody completely new and different. No, like we're, we're part of, we're part of the thing. Uh, so we just had to convince people that culture wouldn't change and that like vibes wouldn't change, even though we have changed culture in, in several different ways. Um, we just, we just built on what already exists. For example, the mission statement, the logo, yeah. the colors. Let me, uh, the, the, and let me interrupt you there is no, because this is a common theme that we heard with James, James Cooper, who purchased recently uh, CrossFit North of Acaville. Now it's um, trial, trial built, trial built CrossFit. But one of the things that he did was to go in and upgrade, upgrade the facilities. First thing he did, he painted, he painted yep. it, right? Just yep. make it fresh. And it's something that we do as, as an affiliate. Um, I'm constantly improving. Every few years, I'll, I'll you know, maybe put a different color paint in. I'll upgrade the, the platforms lobby. up. You know, we don't like going into the, you know, it, we we do we feel comfortable in the places mm. we we like going to, but when you upgrade it, it gives people a sense of, of pride and it makes you feel good to be there. Ch you change the environment a little bit, and it's like, oh, okay, it's like it makes you feel fresh and and uh, and clean. I think and people and, people and, really and, underestimate uh, people really underestimate like this Vacaville. Uh, what was the new new gym tribe? Uh, 
trial built trial built trial built trial built comes in super low-hanging fruit clean everything clean oh, the yeah. roof clean the ceiling clean the corners throw in some extra stall mats that's all but to very to begin to begin that's what we did we just yep. re, uh, refurbished the barbells and cleaned the gear and tightened up the rowers and just that was like our very, very, very first step because it needed to fit. That doesn't almost cost you anything. Yeah, so right. Some, just some, and dude, how many? T- like, uh, so, low, so we grease. just put it. We just, I just upgraded the platforms in yep. here, and it, you know, it was, it was basically a two half, a full day project or two half day project. Came in, did the floors, but the the comments I've gotten yeah. from members. Or just, Huge. Yeah, people post it online. Mm-hmm. Big long comments about how the amazing that my gym continues to invest back in the business, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm thinking, doesn't everybody do this <laughs> you know? in a perfect world? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but especially if you're acquiring. And what what Brian's done here, like he he just kind of shifted the mindset right away of his of his member base, going, oh, this guy's going to come in and and make things better. Mm-hmm. That's immediately what people think. You do that the first weekend, people think, oh, he's interested in making this place better. So he values us, mm-hmm. the members. It's, it right. sets a tone right away. That's, that's cool, it was, dude. It was a gross job. I did, it was really uncomplicated. I took the leaf blower and aimed up. And I just made a gigantic mess. But then we took that. All the cobwebs gone just instantly. Yeah, Not yeah. a fun project. You know, wear goggles, no. wear a mask. Yeah. Throw some yeah. pods in. <laughs> Go, but we just we just went to work and it yeah. was immediately you just walked in you're like you don't notice the cobweb until you notice that the cobweb is gone so i just really True. i just uh, so i like that. yeah it's yeah. a good plan and what about the, so you cl- you had to close right away um did you yeah. lose uh, did you did you lose a portion of your customer base right away how did you guys get through those first three months of the pandemic so we did a couple of a couple of things right away. I overcommunicated, and so we called it the the since it's state of the union. We called it the state of mid state, and I would just get onto Zoom and I just lay at people straight. Like I was, it was nothing was hidden. I wasn't going to tell anybody a lie about anything because I thought that the number one problem we were going to have is buy in on Gabby and Brian. But we suddenly had a boogeyman. We had a boogeyman called COVID nineteen that we could all rally against. So yeah. people. So we did lose about 30% revenue, which was a big hit. To, you know, we had a business loan. We didn't know what the hell we were doing. We loved mm-hmm. CrossFit, but we were not business owners, not yet. And uh, still growing in that, in that role, you know, and owning that. And uh, so we just went on to Zoom and we did some silly workouts and we did a couple of fundraisers. And we did, we, we, uh, one of my accountant actually is the accountant for the business and my private. He sent me this email and he said, da, 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 da. Midstate Ohana. And so I just took Nick's words and it just resonated with me. Like, yeah, this is my family. Like I am from Boston, Massachusetts, essentially. I don't know anybody. I don't have any family. I've got a Portuguese family that is, you know, we're tight, but it's not mine. It's my wife's. Mm. So when I go to CrossFit, these people, I have much more deep and intimate conversations with the people at my affiliate than I'll ever do at the Thanksgiving we just had with, uh, you know, family. And so we all just rallied together. We're like, we're not going to let the thing die. I gave out every piece of equipment, $30,000 at the time. We probably got double that now worth of, worth of equipment, but um, not including inflation. And, uh, and then uh, we, just, we just rallied and we made t-shirts and I had a local artist down in Los Angeles that I know make this dope ass like mama bear logo. And we still use it to this day. 
And the whole Ohana thing sort of took on a life of its own that really, I don't even know if I'm actually in charge of anymore. People just own that shit. And, yeah, uh, awesome. and so what a, it created was yeah, yeah, a rally you, cry. Right. You took a, a situation that literally everyone would have understood if you walked away from it. Yeah. Like everyone would have said, oh, yeah, boy, that's the worst, man. You, yeah, you did the right thing walking away. And you turned it into now what is like a, a brand for your for your right. affiliate, right? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, the core value for your affiliate, which is really at the cool. Time, I was, at the time, I was still operating as a, as a helicopter paramedic. So we would take uh, the ICU patients that were COVID positive back when, back when the boogeyman was real. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. Now we know that now you can fight chronic disease with CrossFit and actually completely uh, eliminate COVID uh, comorbidities and uh, uh, your mortality or morbidity rate if, as a CrossFitter for COVID-19 is zero. And, uh, uh, and so I was transporting these patients all the while. I was like, if I could have just oh, gotten no. two, two, three, four, five months ago, six months ago, a yeah. year ago, you'd never have ended up in my helicopter intubated. Oh on multiple pressers. So I was like this, I was having this weird, like I'd go to the gym and coach and then I would go deal with the pandemic and then I'd go to the gym and coach or I'd coach them online. That, throughout wow. that time. Yeah, it was a really weird, like like yeah. mental, like gymnastics where like we would be like isolated. And we were, we were in, we were closed for 75 days. We opened sooner than California wanted, but uh, due to just the nature of Merced, uh, our our sheriff, our general governing body, they weren't going to mess with us. It wasn't Santa Clara. We're not. We're not. LA it wasn't County. Contra Costa County. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're not Contra Costa County. Like they, this is this is different here, and it's still California. Don't get me yeah. wrong. We're no, no, still no, right. California, but it, it it's not it's not apples to apples. Yeah, it's it's more of a we got to get back to work. How many um, days and, were we shut down? Um, well, we were originally. I mean, Zoom wise, like before we went to yeah. open up outside. Three three months. Three months. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Three months. Yeah, we were seventy five days, so that's really not that. That's about the same. We went yeah. to go exercise outside, and then the fires. Came fires. Out, I think, yeah. and it, that's when everything was orange. Like Armageddon. Real, real, yeah. Yeah. Dante's yeah. When those those pictures of like San Francisco were like weird, we that's yep. that's here, that's Yosemite, right? Just right over there. I'm pointing my finger west, um, okay. and it's just east, and we're just it's just yeah. right over there. Um, so you, you guys have to. So after you open back up, then you had to deal with the smoke too. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> we were operating. Yeah, we were operating outdoors. Remember, we got permission to operate outdoors, and it was just this dense smoke. Okay. I remember coming yeah. in a five a.m. class, and it was like ashes coming from the sky i'm like guys just go home there's nothing positive that's gonna come out of working outside today just deal with it i know for sure for sure my coaches were just like i know what brian said yeah i know that happened like they know they that you know who i'm talking about you game time decision yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, Brian. We absolutely pulled out all the stall mats and we put up all the lights and we did all the things. It was a it was a cluster, um, yeah. but we did it and we all did it because why would we be having this conversation today if we didn't? No, and, and it was uh, for us to. It was almost in your case. It was like the foundation for getting started, and it kind of mm -hmm. set the tone for your values, the mission, and values for the future. For us, it was a rejuvenation of those things. Yeah. 
Um, and it, and it, you know, it happened at a point, you know, we're what 15 years in or something like that. And it happened at a point in our career where it kind of like, it taught us the value of everything that we gained from CrossFit, mm -hmm. um, all the core values of CrossFit. But, and then it, and then we also learned really, of just reinforced the value of our community that yeah. came up and supported us throughout that whole process. Yeah. It was just a complete validation. It was like an instant validation it was painful. It was hard, but I look back on it now and I don't think I would trade it Yeah, because if we are a better gym, we we're a way better gym mm -hmm. than we were before it. For way sure. better gym. For sure. We gained so many people back because they were just scared. You know, that's totally Yes. Scary. Oh, yeah. They came back. Yeah, yeah. No, and rightfully like, scared. Came yeah. back and some because a lot of yeah. people also were that were going to other gyms that were staying shut down. It was like, we need to keep our fitness up. And coming to Diablo, like, we still had some pretty strict protocols just to, you know, help make people feel safe. But, I mean, safe. I feel like we just took off after that. Yeah, we did. No I remember we we would cap classes so and we'd have like little gaps yeah. in the classes so that we could have like ins and outs. And You're I clean. remember I remember chewing butt. I remember getting to the front of the class because people would come into class because they just need they pine for mm -hmm. human connection and they would just come in like more than the you know like Brian ain't gonna kick me out and they were right, um, <laughs> but. Uh, but I walked in the room. There was like 30 people in the room. And it was like the middle of the pandemic. I sort of regret it now. And I was like, guys, yeah. I like turned off the music. I was like, guys, like, I want to be, I want to be safe too. And I have my opinions about masks too. But like, I also know the science behind this, like this, the epidemiological science behind this thing. And as of right now, like we're being sketchy. Like, yeah. yeah. We shouldn't have this many people in here. <laughs> <laughs> And I regret it now. And I, re I remember. Oh, uh, no. But, we, but yeah. you, let me, let me, let's couch that with you're on a, you know, life flight helicopter with people that, you know, were near death from, yeah. from COVID. Dealing I, with it firsthand. I talked, you know, where, where I had that my reality was uh, having really good conversations with nurses mm -hmm. that were coming to Diablo that were having to work in the ICU and them telling me the stories. And, and I'm glad I look back on that too. And I'm glad I did because that kept me from being like, you know, just dangerous mm -hmm. in terms of the contact with our, with our members. Like we were, we were responsible and I owe that to those, those very good conversations I had with nurses about the reality of it. Um, because you can get, you can start going, you can lean too much one way too. I had a nurse, I had a nurse look at me and she's a member here. And she goes, Hey, when was the last time you cleaned your PVC pipes? And the answer at that time was never. We had never cleaned <laughs> yeah. PVC pipes. That, that, I had cleaned bars. Jamie's like, Jamie's looking at me right now. We're like, oh shit. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, that's going to go on the front desk, like to do list, right? I was like, Ooh. <laughs> I cleaned them, I cleaned them yesterday. Yeah, I had yeah. never cleaned a PVC pipe in my been like, right a, now, been like 2009. You know, like I've yeah. never cleaned a PVC oh like Oh my god. Nobody, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one. Uh, god, it was a really it was a real chin check though. I was like, you're thinking about things outside the box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing we literally touched like oh, yeah. hey, get some pass-throughs in, let's just around the world. We're gonna do a yep. progression, like everyone touched class after class after class and i'm like shit yesterday <laughs> lied to that woman sorry <laughs> oh my god that's pretty good it is. yeah it was funny yeah. and we so 
on that subject or related to that subject, um, um, my wife, Yvonne, who runs essentially the day-to-day operations of the, of the gym, uh, and she has all of the processes kind of outlined for, we have people that work out on our front desk area, and then they're charged with, you know, a lot of cleaning responsibilities. And it's kind of a long checklist. And it, it took us a lot of years to develop. We never yeah. really had those. It was intuitive. You know, I was, I was, you know, the, always, you know, I like being organized and clean and I like to fix things up. And my wife always, you know, being organized and clean, same thing. But since we put those processes in place over the last three or four years. And having somebody available to do that. Well, too. that's well said. That, and having someone available. It's been great that uh, yeah. the gym. Look, and again, that's another thing I get compliments on that we didn't get compliments on, which leads me to believe like, Oh, I bet <laughs> we didn't get compliments for a reason. Yeah. And now we are. And that's that added value yeah. that the owner cares. That's all. If nothing else, yes, it's healthy and it's good for the gym, but also it, it makes an indication. The owner is vested in this mm-hmm. and they care. Do you have those mm-hmm. uh, processes outlined? You sound, you, you strike me as that kind of guy that's got it all kind of written down. Uh, so I, I was blessed on this particular subject. Uh, we have a doctor of physical therapy on staff. He's an L2, and he's also, uh, he owns Cali Performance. He operates here right out of Mid-State CrossFit. And uh, he created with pictures, and uh, this is what it looks like when it's done. This is the checklist. This is the oh, estimated how long it will cool. take to complete this task. And he made that all for us, and that was uh, that's a huge blessing. So shout out to Matt. My wife is going to be all about it. She's told me to do that. She goes, will you take a picture of that and make that like... Oh, really? Yes. So she's already told you to do that. She's told me to do that, damn it. (laughs) So we we have the same problem. That's great. Yeah. Dumbbells. Like, where do the dumbbells go? In what order? Because, like, essentially I have 9 million 35s and 50s. And, like, what do you do with the other miscellaneous dumbbell numbers? And so it just turns into, you know... I'm just going to put this here because I don't know where it goes. Yeah. But for the coaching staff or whoever's doing cleaning on that day, it just allows them to take the extra minute to be like, because I don't, I don't particularly expect my members to do an incredibly good job of reorganizing the kettlebells. Correct. Like I just, just like, that's just in, that's, that's not, I'm not there to chirp on that. Mm-hmm. And so just thank you for putting it nearby. Good job. You nailed it. <laughs> and so, uh, and so then, uh, At least to get it off the floor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, thank you for putting it almost away. You did a great yeah. job. Just and so close enough. <laughs> yeah. Like, but, but to be fair to them, right? So you got yeah. 15s, 18s, 26s, 44s, yeah. 53s, 70s, right? Like, just put them, they go over there. They, that, they know that. And so it's on us to be like, all right, let me just organize this a little bit. Because and you know and not after every class on kettlebell day at the end of the day the next yeah. following day be you know intelligent about the use of your labor and yeah. uh, and so we we do a pretty good job of keeping it clean. I just had to redo the. Uh, do you guys have horse stall mats or are you guys floor to floor? Horse stall. Yeah, so we're at that time of year where it starts to shrink, or and in the summertime it starts no, to expand, capped. and we have it kind of like. Sh- um, uh, parkade so it sort of like sticks and locks a little bit better mm. and so every every season twice a year i have to sledgehammer these things back so they're nice and organized and so but that's dumb shit like that that if you do you don't just let it li- let it lie um that people notice 
Yeah. It, there's a, I think it was Freakonomics that did a, that, that did a story, the broken window syndrome. Um, and it was, it, it was based on uh, Detroit and in there. Yeah. I love the, I love this. Uh, uh, yeah. When all, when it, when everyone left the area, like they did, they left these neighborhoods or the, the industrial areas, mm-hmm. right. Then there was no one in there. What happened was, is that people started to vandalize it. Right. And then people would, you know, squatters would yeah. come in yeah. windows broken the whole nine yards. Like just, just, and then it would just, just, just go in this rapid yeah. decline. And what the, and what they found out was, is they went in and cleaned it up. So the city went in and cleaned it up and then they mandated to business owners, hey, you got if something breaks, you got to fix it. So they called it the broken window. So they fixed all the windows. And as soon as they started doing it, the crime in those areas and vandalism dropped dramatically. Interesting. And it's and I think there's something similar to that within a within a small business and within a CrossFit affiliate. If you let it linger, then that becomes acceptable. And then that they, you know, then they push the edge of the margin with something else. Then they leave the barbells out, mm-hmm. right? Or they stack the weight plates, you know, where they shouldn't be stacked because it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right? Because the kettlebells are fucking mess. Well, then I'll put the plates over here. It doesn't really matter. So it's like it, it starts to cascade. And then it becomes overwhelming for an owner. Mm. And you we, start. We have been working really hard on this uh, this feedback thing, this closed loop feedback, both up and down the food chain. And so there's a couple of books that I've been using to try to guide my my thought process. The first one's called Radical Candor. And so I, I forgive me, I forget the author's name, but Radical Candor uh, brings into uh, focus how to talk to people or how you speak so that you can have some sort of like authority that people will listen to. So it's not about being aggressive for no, re- no reason when you're trying to be candid with somebody, but you have to, you have, to have the emotional intelligence to be able to say like, hey, this is how I want class to go. And this is why I want class to go. Mm-hmm. Or this is the reason we're keeping it organized. And this is how we want to keep it organized because. Uh, so I've been, I've been in the business of the last few weeks of the tough conversations be it with my coaching staff or with athletes so that we can just keep culture. And I'm not trying to, re- I'm not trying to find these communications, but what I, what I, my base instinct is to not want to have those conversations because they're hard. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, like, hey, like, you can't do extra on the main floor when there's class going on because class comes first. Because yeah. one of our mission statements is class comes first. So, if, so that's just how it has to be. And it might bother somebody, but the goal is that the classroom experience is the most important thing. Or Hey, the way you're conducting the class, be it on like a, like, and make it binary, the presence and attitude, group management, seeing, correcting, demonstration, um, teaching, whatever it is that we're trying to get you to get good at. I want to have these conversations regularly and often, both me for my own coaching and and, uh, development and otherwise. So for example, at our coaches meeting, uh, I do scorecards and evaluations all the time. Uh, My, my coaching development is like my if it's not my number one job, it's like 1A. Like I'm here to be the mayor of Mid-State and I'm here to make the team freaking awesome. And so uh, one of the feedbacks I got was rushing the feedback. So one of my coaches was like, hey, in the middle of the meeting, in front of 10 people, goes, hey, I got feedback for you. I was like, give it to me. I want it. And he was like, you're rushing, you're rushing and in front of other people, 
the feedback that you're trying to give because we're in between classes and I get it, but like, can we find a way that we can do this 10 minute conversation, but I can choose whether or not I want it in private or not as he's saying that, or it's in a way that's not rushed. It's not like contrived. You're not trying to da, 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 da. No, it's rather like, this is all the good things. Cause you, cause most of my coaches, most of the time are doing a, just a world-class job, but you got to sometimes be like, Hey, you did a progression. That's a win. But the way this progression could have gone from good to great is X, Y, Z. You're getting the check mark. You did the yes. But how can we then improve that so that you're seeing movement better, so that you're able to see both in the static and the dynamic? This is how this particular joint works and why you're seeing a muted hip. You just don't know that's what that's called. Mm -hmm. And so these things take time to really develop into, you know, I've got a lawyer. I've got a CHP officer for a coach. I've got a pool guy for a coach. I've got a young, a young college student for, for like, so like these people, this is their passion job. Right. And I'm trying to teach a lawyer how uh, femur to hip to lower lumbar connection matters in a hip hinge or, you know, an explosive dynamic movement. Meanwhile, this is not their gig, man. I'm, no one's getting rich selling burpees, especially not the adjunct educator. <laughs> And so, and so like, I'm going to use that quote, by the way, I'll be yeah. sure to, that's a great, no one's getting rich selling burpees. No, no, no. And so, yeah. so, so these are the types of things that we're doing internally that I think just really sets us apart. Like why people to be candid uh, are inviting me onto podcasts because everybody's like, what the hell's actually going on down there in Merced, California? Cause that makes no sense. Why would anything be good be happening in Merced, California? And it's just yeah. because we give a shit. Honestly, I just think it's well, we give a shit. Yeah, you yeah. give a shit. You're cleaning cobwebs, dude. Yeah. And yeah. and you're doing it with your coaches. I um I do I really like the feedback that the coach gave you because I'm guilty of that as well. Like I'll I'll toss out, you know, I'll toss out feedback. You know, I tossed one out as I was walking into this podcast. <laughs> it's one of my coaches. I require our coaches to do two classes a week. Strongly yeah. recommended. Right. You, you need to be in at least two classes because then you're part of the community. You understand what's going on here. And, and it had filtered back to me that she's going to she, hopefully she won't listen to the she podcast. Probably listening. <laughs> it filtered back to me that she was hurt. But if she, she is, she, she wanted she wanted me to know through through her manager that that I was, to, you know, hopefully understood that she was so busy with her other job. She's a cheer coach and she's really good. She's nationally recognized that with her, her busy with her other job that that you know she might not be able to make the the two classes a week meanwhile the last three days in a row i've come into the gym and she's working out in open gym like three days in a row and i see it on instagram working out with our members in open gym <laughs> and so me wanting to give that feedback <laughs> drive by feedback. <laughs> i did drive by feedback <laughs> i said hey how's that two class a week thing going when she's in open gym doing a workout and she goes, oh, well, yesterday I was, and I, and I, and I completely ignored her. Like she started to give me like literally <laughs> drove by, wouldn't even acknowledge that she was talking and giving me a response. And then the last thing I heard is the door was closing. Okay, I'll do two <laughs> classes a week. <laughs> well, this is, but you're setting, you're setting the expectation that allows you to drive culture forward. You're not doing it yeah. because yeah. I said so. You're yeah. doing it because as a coach, 
as a coach in a class, both you can give the feedback to that coach because it doesn't have to be complicated and it doesn't have to be bad. It can be. Oh, that's right. I, yeah. That was a kick-ass kettlebell that's... progression. Like, I just love how you really focused in on how to actually pick up a kettlebell correctly. Like, yeah. I just, that was so refreshing, whatever the hell you say. And that's all they need to know because what they're going to do now, even though their passion and their profession is a cheer coach, now they're like, Craig liked the way I did that thing. You know what they're going to do forever now? The that thing. thing. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So coaching in the positive, coaching coaches in the positive is so powerful because they, your dad, right? Uh, and yes. and they yep. want dad's approval. And if you're giving it to them and then you're layering on maybe like some compliment sandwich with like, hey, uh, really great job on that kettlebell progression. But like maybe we could just take a little bit of the way and you could have like snuck in like a nice little cool down. Have you ever, you know, like or whatever. I don't know. Pick your thing. And then, and now you're complimenting them. You're giving them something constructive to aim toward. And then, you know, if you go to class that second day, it's Tuesday today, let's say you attended their class. And then you go to the Wednesday class as a coach, they know that, you know, the game and you say, Hey, we talked about cool downs yesterday. You did a cool down today. Freaking great job. That's going to get so much more buy-in than than like at a coach's meeting once a month or like, you know, like pick your example of not reinforcing good behavior. Um, We're all about. And here's one of the things that, that Brian and I and Jamie right now, we've talked about all of this and none of it has anything to do with feelings. Mm -hmm. There's, there's There's no personal. There's nothing personal. Even my comment to my coach is, it doesn't mean I don't, love her as a coach she's yeah. amazing as yeah. a coach and i'm and i'm grateful to have her especially given her background and her experience there's nothing personal about it at all it's simply you're a you're an amazing tool in this in this shed that we have here to to cure chronic disease and change people's lives through fitness and i want to maximize mm-hmm. the your potential and that's all it is and it's in it there's nothing personal about it at all I'll yeah. give you the personal stuff when we're behind closed doors and we're doing your review and um, or at the end of the year when we do bonuses, all that stuff. Right. Yeah. That's cool. That's, I, I appreciate the, so, and I, and I think the, another takeaway for affiliate owners, for affiliate owners that watch us here is, is like um, Brian is not, and I, and this is why I, I think we're one of the reasons why we get along, we got along so well and hit it off right away. Brian doesn't take his foot off the gas for anything. Mm. <laughs> no, uh, no we, whether, whether it's like how his facilities look, the cleanliness of his facilities, how the customers are being treated, and then what his coaches are doing on the floor. And then there's the result is he's got, you know, a very good affiliate in a town with 90,000 people in it in Merced, California. Yeah, I've got, yeah we've got, you know, pro, all, you know, almost 10 X that in this area. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, there's other CrossFits here, but if you divide it up, it's still, I've still got a population base and an income base that's way above yours. And you're killing it with the processes, procedures, the thoughtfulness, the details, all of those things that I think affiliate owners, especially after a number of years, they get lax. Yeah. Fatigued. Fatigued. Yeah. Tired. Yeah. 
I think yeah. the fatigue comes from the fatigue comes from not having the why though. So like, for example, if you're going to be really into exercise, that's pretty nerdy. Like let's, let's be honest here, guys. We are really over enthusiastic about exercise because we know things about exercise science that is actually life-changing. Yeah. We need to share that more often. We need to go back in with all, because for example, I imagine that you guys nerded out on the journal, like myself, like a lot. Yes. The journal, the journal doesn't really exist anymore. What we actually have is volume of information. And we're in this podcast included in that. If you wanted to veg out on CrossFit podcast for the next 365 days, eight hours a day, you would not be lacking. Yeah. But the quality of that, the quality of that is not nearly the same as four written out pages from the CrossFit Journal 2007. Just the density of information that was being provided to us in these really digestible ways, it's just different now. And it's on us. It's absolutely on us to bring that back into the fold so that our new members understand the 10 general skills or understand the metabolic pathways or understand uh, quarter extremity engagement. Why are we doing what we do? Because fitness is different now. Yeah, absolutely. You can go into an in shape or a city fit or whatever local global gym franchise you have around you and see the classics, buys and tries, you know, backs and buys, cardio days. You absolutely will find that. But they also have bumper plates. And they also have kettlebells and they have pull-up rigs and you'll see Kipping pull-up outside and they've got all this resources. But what they don't have is the why, the mm. hows, the what. So it's on the coaching staff or the affiliate model to get out there as education resources to get people fired up again. Get fired up about Metcons and couplets and triplets and chippers. It is and the why. Day. This is something that yeah. uh, I've kind of over the last six months well maybe over the last year kind of take it on myself and now i'm kind of like it's gelling into a, a thought process in my mind that it is up to us yeah um the affiliate owners we can look to crossfit hq and say hey you need to you need to you team you need to <laughs> and you know for me you know being 17 years into this is there's you know i just i've told them before and, and it's been repeated don't just don't fuck it up Mm -hmm. I keep, make sure the brand there, there's good content there that we can refer to. I can get access to that content and make the brand break because because it's up to us. We've got to get fourteen thousand or thirteen thousand affiliate owners out there with all of their customers and all of their members. Um, and I'm start, and I want to make it incumbent upon my members. And it was a message in my email this last week. It's up to us, meaning my our members too, to tell their family and friends. You don't have to be preaching to people across the Thanksgiving table yeah. about it. Yeah. But when you're asked, although you can. <laughs> when you're asked about it because they notice you're moving better or they notice that you're in better shape or yeah. they notice that you're physically fit and everybody notices when you get fit or genuinely happier yes. and then tell them why. And, the, and really as, as a minimum, all you have to do is say, go visit your local CrossFit affiliate. Yeah. Just go visit to start. If you if nothing else, just say, Hey, get, now you, it's hard to explain CrossFit. There's a lot to CrossFit. It's amazing, but oh, just do this. Go visit a local CrossFit affiliate. And let's just start there. Yeah. 
and, and Ben think- Bergeron just recently posted how we lose most members within the first 90 days yes. and yep. how there should be this. I thought about that this morning. That's funny you say that. Yeah. Yeah. So we have, we have, uh, what we call the 180 day journey absolutely stolen from our mentorship program at best hour of the day in affiliate university. Um, but the 180 day journey is super uncomplicated. You just really interesting thing. Text the person that just joined. So you text them on the first day, tell them a good job. You text them on the second day. When do I see you again? You text them on day seven. Great job on your first week. And what you're doing is you're creating, I'm sure this has happened to you guys too. You ever just have to text somebody or call them because their credit card information didn't go through? And that was the first line of communication you ever had with them? Uh, That's not a a good one. (laughs) Right. So what you do in the reverse, you reverse engineer that. You have 15 excellent interactions, personal interactions with them where you're texting or calling or emailing back and forth and you create a relationship. Now all you've done now there's a system to it. There's a system of prioritization of when to, who gets the communications, but the communication is genuine. And then when you do that, even at 200 members, I'm doing it 200 members. It's super not complicated. It, all you have to do is give a shit. And then that, oh, the credit card information to go through. All right, well, you've already texted back and forth 45 times. Hey, Kara Lee, your, your credit card uh, expired last month. So your membership dues didn't come through. Can I get the new card? That is a way different interaction mm-hmm. than someone who hasn't been showing up. And then you tell them their credit card information to go through. And then they're like, you know what? Actually, I'm about 60 days into this. I can't do it. Totally different conversation. Because mm-hmm. like you mentioned just a moment ago, how do you feel upstairs? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm entirely convinced of this adults are never told good job. The only time they're ever told good job is when they were doing a hang power clean and the coach went over to them and said, hey, good job with your hip extension. Hey, great front rack position. That's the only time all day long for the whole 24 hours that no, that somebody told them good job. And so that's why they're actually coming into my CrossFit gym because I make them feel seen. And once I do that, all of a sudden they've got good cardiovascular endurance and their thighs look great and now they're hooked but they actually stayed they actually stayed because of the first few weeks they realized this coach is actually a mentor and now they've got they've got somebody in their corner for the first time and who knows how long it's like they understand that it's more than just a gym right because why would you pay a hundred and something dollars for just a gym yeah. Like we just said, the global gym has bumper plates. So what yeah. you have to really buy in on is what Nicole Carroll has been talking about. Mm. CrossFit plus community community is the force multiplier. That's what we're selling. That's what we're really actually doing is you're building communities. There's leadership. There's tiers to this thing. It's, it's not, it's not, it's not entirely understood why it actually works, but yeah. There's a reason why churches worked back in the day. There's a reason why YMCA yes, was a big deal. Like yep. why, why boys and co- boys and girls club works. We're boys and girls club. Like, yeah. Yeah. let's just be it. Let's own it. Man, you uh, having you on is giving me anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> like no other. Sorry. You know it. Like no one else. Anxiety or uh, encouragement. Anxi- yeah, well, that too. But it's anxiety. Like, oh man. Like I should have thought of this. I. I, I I would be embarrassed to go through 
the last year communications with our customers and look at how many times the first communication that they had from us was because their credit card wasn't that going through. <laughs> I'm like, I'm thinking about it and I was going, I'm really, uh, are we that guy? Yeah, we are that guy. And I'm instantly, no, I'm writing these things down because yeah. this is one of the things, because I, I, I saw that that Bergeron post and then, and I've thought about that as we go through, my wife goes through the cancellations and we talk about them and we're like, why that? Oh, okay. Damn. Damn. Wait, wait, what? They didn't finish their startup program. Shit. And, yeah. and I don't, and I'm, I'm going to admit it right now. Like we don't have a really or um, systematized uh, process for communication with our customers during the first three months that they're on board. And that is the most vulnerable time. It really just kind of comes down to like their startup and whoever is running. Their yes. Startups. Like that's, that's essentially who's so we that do, point we do, of we, do, we do six PTs for our startup, Brian. Yeah. yeah. I will, I will tell you the tactical way to do this. This is, this is the tactical Please. system. To, all right. Go to to do list.com or Trello, make a Trello board. Those, and yeah. then on the calendar, it's an extra step. You do their name with their phone number on one day, two days, seven days, 14 days, 28 days, 31 days, two months, three months, 45 days. And every time they come up on your list, and they will every morning, you send them something nice. And hopefully you've been present enough to give them a tangible, real thing that makes it unautomated. Nothing is automated. Everything is genuine. The only thing that's automated is that you are supposed to communicate with Sally Sue today. And then you do that and it takes 15 seconds and you absolutely 100% make them feel seen. You make them feel wanted and I bet you they're coming in. And if they're coming in, they're going to come in tomorrow because your classes kick ass. And they're like, yeah, just feel better. You, you know, related to this, why this I, why I know this works is because our members do that with other members, right? Yeah. So they get their their you know. Right. I know if if I can get them into class and they get hooked into their to their group of people, they start texting each other. Hey, you come to class tomorrow? We're doing class tomorrow, and and start, start doing their, stuff outside. Dude, when there's oh yeah, they start doing stuff. Yeah. stuff. But then when there's a special event at the gym, like the Amazing Grace or something like that, yep. hey, we're all wearing this color shirt. Yeah, and they'll come That's in. That's real. Yes, yeah. that's like that's good. when I see that one, it makes my heart feel good because I'm like, man, someone I've created a help create a relationship yeah. that's going to be a you know maybe a lifetime relationship with a friend that has a common interest, and we know when the common interest is fitness and nutrition, the good, great things are going to happen. Yeah. That's that magic. Yeah, this is this is absolutely what we are cultivating. If CrossFit Diablo is people's space, and I know for sure it is. Mm. then just own it like you and you don't even have to be the uh i would argue that i am there's some runaway train trains of communities in here that i am not even really a part of yeah like our like yeah. our 6 30 thing our 6 30 p.m thing like they like me they understand that like i keep the doors open and the lights on but they are their own monster and yeah. they're super inviting because they want more people to be part of their monster. Yeah. And yep. so because I come in and act like this all the time and I'm kind and I shake people's hands and I look them in the eyeballs and I genuinely ask how they're doing, all of a sudden people where that wasn't their base instinct of emotions, the culture makes it so they are now all of a sudden just a little bit more uh, emotionally intelligent. I don't saying you have to be extroverted. You just have to be part of that system. No yeah. earbuds in class. 
like you participate in class you participate in all the portions of class you yeah. buy into the methodology of why we're doing things when we do them you you know you know what cherry picking means and why we're trying to avoid things like that yeah why we embrace the things that we're hard at and we sometimes let you dial in on the things that you love and so when they get into that idea i don't have to preach about it all the time yeah. either my coaches will or my leaders will a defining moment in the uh, career of an affiliate owner, um, a breakthrough moment for a, an affiliate owner that is also a little bit painful is the first time they open social media and they see a group of their members out doing something really fucking fun Not and the they invite. didn't know a thing about it. And, I, and I've, had, I've had affiliate owners reach out to me yeah. and like be upset that those kinds of things happen. Like, I, like they didn't invite me. I might go and my, one of my coaches was there and I didn't get invited. And I said, first of all, <laughs> when you get to my age, <laughs> it's a bit of a relief. But second of all, that's the community that is going to bring them back in tomorrow to your gym. I was going to say, as an do you really want to go to cool. all the things? No, yeah. exactly. Right, as we get Spread older, yourself that, thin. you have no life. Otherwise we get older. So yeah, well, like, oh, but, but, but that's a defining moment. It's a real big. I would big also argue that it's important that you realize that you're a dad. Like you could be a 23 year old affiliate owner and it's really murky the waters of your voice because you got drunk, right? You got too mm -hmm. drunk, right? Awesome. Like I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm just saying that it might mess with your voice of authority when yeah. you really do need to mentor somebody, when they really actually want what they, they don't need a friend, right? As a coach, you lose it. You lose it a little bit. Not every coach, but if you're the affiliate owner, you're the community, but you're not, you're not in the community. There's mm -hmm. a version of you that should always sort of be mentoral. I don't know if that's a real word, uh, but there should be a level of authority in your voice so that when you do tell people the hard things like, hey, the reason why I think you're feeling a little bit stagnant right now is because of alcohol. I don't know. Pick your thing. Uh, uh, have you considered some dietary stuff right now? You've got this. You've got this gym habit. Great gym habit. I'm so proud of you. I know that you're getting frustrated because there's a plateau that you've hit, right? Am I, am I right? And they're like, yeah, I, I, it's frustrating me. And then, and then you're like, all right, well, then you do da 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 da. That's as much part of demonstration as, say, a six principles on the floor. You have to demonstrate that there's a path, there's a path forward. And if you want this health and wellness thing, this CrossFit elite, a forging elite fitness, it comes with a version of you that is going to include sacrifice. And at the well, affiliate so. owner, at the affiliate owner level, that sacrifice might look like you got boys in the gym, but you're not everybody's boy, right? Mm -hmm. You you got to be you got to be Th that is da dad. That's that's one of that is and and I went through this, mm -hmm. um, and so did my, my former partner. We went through this. It, it's really one of the hard things because these are especially when you're getting started, these are really cool people that you want to hang out with yeah. and you want to be friends with you want to yeah. do stuff with. Okay. And they're going to draw you in is, is, um, and, and to be inclusive, you're going to participate, but you've accepted a responsibility as an affiliate yeah. owner and you've got an entire community to lead. 
And if you compromise your leadership with um, behavior that doesn't rep- it doesn't represent what we value in CrossFit, it, it does. It, it's look, it's going to happen. You know, don't absolutely. Hit, we're not but, nobody is a saint. But 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 keep falling back on the fact that you. This is the this is the job that you've accepted. This is the role you've accepted. You're changing lives, and every time you do it, it diminishes that authority just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. That that also impacts on coaches too, not necessarily just the affiliate that's, owner. You know, well said. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. Wow. That's a good one. I like the I like the word responsibility because mm-hmm. of if you can subdivide that word. So, as CrossFitters you have a response ability. So you, you, because you are able-bodied, be a father, a mother, a leader, a mentor, whatever, a coach, whatever, a, an, an athlete who has a life outside, because you are now more able-bodied mentally, physically, emotionally, now you have, you have a response ability. You have responsibility. So even though, even though you didn't choose particularly to be responsible for xyz because you are able to there's almost a mandate that you do it so if you're going to be a great dad you have responsibility well we all saw that video of the mother fall down while the cart went streaming toward traffic she had no responsibility but she had responsibility to that child Thank God that good Samaritan comes out of nowhere. So if we're going to make great communities and a better society, I just wish more people understood where responsibility meant. You have to be able to respond, be it in life, be it in your profession, as an affiliate owner, as a paramedic, as a firefighter, as a police officer, as a military personnel. That's That's who really owned CrossFit to begin with because they understood responsibility. They understood that they needed to be able-bodied and they had to be sound of mind so they go and execute whatever task they had in front of them. But it's, if you want to subdivide that word, God, it just fires me up. You know, mm-hmm. No question. You want to be a better mother. You want to be a better father. You want to be a better teacher. You want to be a better doctor. You want to be a better athlete. That's what CrossFit does. That's what you know, health, that's what nutrition and fitness combined will do for you. It'll make you better at all of those things. Make you more able. Make you yeah, more, you're more responsible, more responsible about your sleep. You're more responsible about the yeah. food you eat, what you ingest, both with your eyeballs and with your mouth. You know, like, what do you listen to? All of these things are just teaching people ownership. And if you just, you know, the, the ability to respond. So how do you do that? How well do you execute it? So that's like, that's like my marching orders lately. That's what's inside my brain all the time. You have responsibility. You have responsibility. Freaking do it. Um, just a couple quick questions. How are, how are you on time? By the way, you okay on time right now? I I have I have uh, we are in open gym right now, so I'm available till noon. But I imagine you guys don't want to talk for three hours. Yeah, we're uh, we, we'll we'll go a few more minutes here because I wanted to I, I did want to come back to the open um, as Absolutely. we have as we have that coming up um, in February, and 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 then getting. Um, does your community participate? Do you guys do Friday night lights? Um, and then you, you talked about, you have some athletes that are, um, well, you'll, you'll probably have more athletes now yeah. that it's 25% moving on to the next level. Do you have kind yes, of a, I'll have a lot more. Do, you, do you have a plan for that process as well? How are you, how do you guys approach the open and do the open? So, uh, first off, uh, I actually really did like 
quarterfinals at 90%. Uh, I'm an 89th percentile CrossFit athlete. So it really, <laughs> by, just, by, just by the way they did it, it gave me this really awesome cookie on a personal level to chase mm-hmm. after. I had missed it, 89th percentile, 89th percentile, and then um, I made it last year as a 90th percentile. And so I really did enjoy that. So I was a little butthurt when they went to 75% because it diluted my own effort. It was my personal championship for sure. Even so you're, so you're one of those guys who say, hey, I made it when it was 90%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, back in my day. <laughs> yes, back in my day. So uh, I, I did. So that's just so. So for the me types, you know, the the, yeah. the I'm good enough that you got to take me seriously. But if you're any good at exercise or you kick my butt, I'm that guy. And uh, so well said in regards in regards to the open and then the additional like basically open 2.0 that they're going to do i don't hate it i don't hate i did like three weeks but i also like five weeks uh if you do the math uh five weeks was 10 percent of the year if you just get rid of christmas and you get rid of the new year week it's there's about 50 months in the year we were doing five weeks that's 10 percent of your total programming that's a little bit of a pain in the butt yeah. Um, to program my, my wife and I program uh, for mid state, so it's a little bit convoluted when it gets to that time, and we're doing like these weird like mm-hmm. we're probably going to get it wrong workouts. And so I did like three weeks because the percentile is a lot less uh, okay. across the course of a year's program. Yeah, right. Uh, I do like the idea though that the top twenty five percent of my gym that makes it, they're the ones that care anyway. You know, so I get to sort of like drop off the 75%. They're like, I don't even know what we're doing. What is this? Why does the schedule change all of a sudden for Friday Night Lights? Because we do do yeah. Friday Night Lights. And like, what's going, what is this? Um, I get to sort of like give love and affection to the, the top 25% of my gym now. And like, I don't know exactly how I'm going to navigate that, but that's kind of where my, my brain goes. Like, mm-hmm. if you're going to make them pay another $20, or whatever it is that it is, uh, so that they can participate in, on this thing. Uh, maybe I can make it a little bit more of an in-house comp. I know there's a company out there that does stuff like that. Um, they're escaping me, me right now. Um, but like, they're not going anywhere. But if I can have an additional little in-house comp for my top 25%, so we're talking about like 50 members uh, that would want to do this, if I can get buy-in from them, I think it actually might be a pretty cool experience because earlier in our conversation, we were talking about how to love on the new person to get through that first 90 days. This might be a really great opportunity to kind of turn that angle of, of want and put it on my, my people that have been with me, the people that I've coached that were like, I can't tell them to do hip extension anymore. I got to explain to them what they're doing and how to make that 1% or 2% improvement this might be a great opportunity for me to really coach my advanced athletes. So that's where my head goes. Um, I don't know at the HQ level, how the hell they're going to pull that off, but that's not my, that's not my problem. Right. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you guys do Friday night lights? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. We used to do Saturdays, but I just, yeah. uh, there's, I just like old gangster stuff. If it worked in 2012, it should work in 2023. 
So back in the day, Friday Night Lights was the fun thing to do. And we should expose anybody that's new to CrossFit to all the fun that we got addicted to. Yeah. Do they do? If it ain't broke, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Do you do themes, com, com, uh, theme nights, anything like that with your Friday Night Lights? Food? We anything? A, yeah, we did a color war last year. I felt like that fell a little flat. We do we do color wars for our um, anniversary week. We call it the Mid State Liftoff. It's just a complete steal of the liftoff that CrossFit did back mm. in the day. Oh, cool. Uh, that that always goes really, yeah. really, really, really well. That goes really well. Um, but I found that the open is too disconnected. Friday, Friday, Friday to keep the color war going. So we're gonna do things probably more like Van Halen and you know mm. '90s hip hop night and you know, be silly ver- thing and just let that be um, a bit more thematic and allow people or not, you know, just, just, all right, guys, we're going to Friday Night Lights and on the last night, we're going to do potluck and beers or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. You usually, said you usually have- the end of the open is celebratory. Um, you said, so quarterfinals into semifinals, just this is uh, the, part i wanted to understand too you said you had a, a essentially a system for for video recording you're going to have a lot more people going through now yeah. and combining yeah they're combining the gonna, age age groups with the, yeah so last the last the few years time, right? it was open on its own teams on its own right age group on its own and then adaptive were with the age group i think um this year it's the open it's the age group all the ages and then there's the team separate. Yeah. Team is, I think, the, the adaptive. I'm going to have a conversation yeah. with everybody who makes it. I'm going to yeah. look them dead in the eyes. And I'm going to say, do you want to do it all? Or do you want to do it for fun? And if they, and if they say, I want to do it all, then I will make that sacrifice and do everything they need to as a coach to show them that I care about their passions and double down on that. And if they say, I just want to do it for fun, then I'm going to say, then you're just going to do it and we're going to push Dan. So we're mm-hmm. all going to do it, but I'm not going to record you. And they're yeah. going to say, and they're going to say, thanks coach. <laughs> and, yeah. and, that, and, I, and yeah. I hope it is as simple as that. Okay. One less floor pay yeah, to it, set up. And I mean, I, I, mean, I yeah. guess you can, you can sign up and you can submit a score without video. I don't know. Last year. Oh, yeah, you had I don't have, have, video on the well, list. I would think, I would think they would, I would think they would allow that. In other words, allow that to happen so that, um, and then, and then if you if they have to video review you, for example, if you have a score that somehow somehow ends up in the top twenty or something, and they got to look at, and there's no video, then you just get your score gets invalidated. Yeah, I, I would even I would even argue because it's going to be the top forty men and the top forty women that yeah. like the chances of you said un- unless CrossFit Diablo is really going to send somebody and Mid State CrossFit isn't to, to uh, the uh, semifinals in Pasadena or wherever they send yeah, them. Um, go, yeah. yeah, wherever they're going to go. Uh, then I would just do the math yourself and create a little in-house leaderboard. And now all you've created is just a really great opportunity for shit talking. And no one, no one motivates better than a top 25 CrossFitter who's having just the right amount of laughter and shit talking happening in their general direction. And and, and so, and so like, it's not, it, it does not CrossFit is giving us a gift and that gift is, motivating your advanced athletes who don't get yeah. enough love anyway you're, you're oh yeah right. frankie's over there he's crushing it he'll be back tomorrow yeah. and you never think anything of it well now mm-hmm. you have an opportunity to coach them 
they, you get to show them your expertise that you've been, you know, just maybe not giving enough to, to them, give them a strategy. Hey, like I've been watching some of these extra stuff, be on the whiteboards, whatever, whatever Sherwood's got them up and up, come up with. And like, I think you should do this or like thinking about your strength. I actually think you should do this and then do this. And like, that's a, that's good, that's a really good perspective. Yeah. It's going to give you a great opportunity. An opportunity for our community. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, a good they point. Ain't going. They ain't going. Right. Freaking Medeiros yeah. is there. Right. You, you don't right. have a spot. It's already clean. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, and they, and they know that too. Yeah. Of they do. They do. Why but yeah. then those that might be going. Those that might be going, like you said, it's, it's, and I'm going to give you my all as a, as a coach in a gym. Absolutely. But then Absolutely. you also get to use them as an example of, you know, like holding true, ca- like standards. Like this yes. is, what you need to do because on upon video review they will pull that stuff and yeah. like everybody right. else seeing that is another chance to like you said teach at quality of standards i you know this is my kind of call to action to the community that uh pulls up these videos and rebroadcasts yeah. them um i won't name any names but it rhymes with tiller <laughs> is that they need to I, I think it's incumbent upon them to help further the sport, not attack this by attack by attacking the sport. So in other words, take the opportunity to produce content ahead of time that will help the community do better during yeah. the during the open and during the quarterfinals and semifinals. Get put put it out there. Hey, here's an example of how to do it right. Yeah. Um, for each time, each time the workouts are announced, Hey, here's the things that you guys should be looking for. And, and CrossFit will be looking for, and that the community wants to see from you, uh, when you do these videos. And if it's not this stand meeting, the standard, your chances are you're, you're going to get pulled or you may even get called out by me. Yeah. But I, but I, I think we can really help the process. Affiliate owners can help the process by holding those standards in their, in their affiliate. I find I find uh, he who Shayla Api mentioned wildly interesting uh, in the space because, uh, like we were talking about uh, the other day, Craig, no one knows what CrossFit is. Only purebred, yeah. like like no sugar eating CrossFitters really deeply are concerned about the nuanced stuff that that uh, Voldemort is bringing up. And I, I actually really like Killer Fit because <laughs> I'm. I'm an extroverted Bostonian and he's an extroverted Chicagoan. And yeah. honestly, it's the same personality, just a little bit of calling bullshit. And uh, because he has such an over, um, I mean, his grab on the community is significant. Yeah. And it's a little bit of a Debbie Downer type, but I see what he's doing. And if, if you just understood Boston MFering, uh, you would understand Hiller a little bit more. He's just calling it the way he sees it. Yes. And I'll, I'll, I'll be very clear. No one knows who Hiller fit is. Like nobody knows what CrossFit yeah. even is. No one, there's, there, if they want 30 million Americans to do CrossFit, do you know how many people don't even know what CrossFit means? Like, yeah. so, so we don't need to worry about what, what Andrew Hiller is saying. We need to get out into the public and let them and explain to them what Diablo CrossFit is. And if you can explain them to what Diablo CrossFit is, and you even get them remotely interested enough to care about what Hiller's saying, then you have you have wildly One. succeeded. Yeah, <laughs> you have wildly succeeded if you can get somebody to get addicted to Hiller Fit videos. 
that's 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 pretty interesting. I, I that's good perspective. We lose that perspective because we're deeply mired in the content ourselves, mm-hmm. right? And so, we, and we do, and we make that irrational assumption that everybody else is too, which they're not. And that they're not. Uh, no one gives a shit. This is no, a very nerdy. Uh, I, I think that I think us becoming a like a strong man, uh, sort of. Uh, forever branding is very likely. We are not baseball. Uh, that's, so that's, we need that's to- another great analogy. I, I think yeah. I think strongman is is a great analogy to this. It's great. It's a. And it's going to be there. It's going to be there. It's going to be there forever. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But we're not. But like to think that I think that thirty million Americans really can do CrossFit and can really say that. Uh, sure. And I'm if bodybuilding can be as uh, as synonymous with gym participation as it is there is absolutely zero reason why you can't just be i'm a crossfitter because yeah. people aren't saying crossfit hq they're talking about an exercise style. Oh. yeah it's, yeah and and so that's that's where we've had this, i've had this thought as well especially when they put up the someone put up the graphics craig Ritchie and then and then hiller put up the graphics of the declining the declining google. Yeah. google well you can pull that up for for powerlifting you can pull that up yeah. for strongman you can pull it up for bodybuilding and they're going to look the same especially as it becomes uh, more ubiquitous but more common ubiquitous that's the word yeah. i was looking yeah. for actually yeah so we, then then you know and then people aren't going to google cuz they already know and they already know where to go yeah. right <laughs> people aren't doing yeah. this and and I think that the hero and the people that we affiliate owners ought to represent and look to is the guys like uh, uh, Joe Nels, who is at uh, Kenosha CrossFit, who did the 30 days where he went out and he went went into Walmart and told people to start talking about stood CrossFit. Stood on the corner of a and street. His video stream, his video stream is unbelievable. Stood, yeah, stood on the, yeah. the middle of the street with the street signs. And, cross, and it was handing out cards as cars honked. Yeah. And, and, he, and he added... The guy added 27 members in a month. It's awesome. Just going out. I mean, that takes a ton of gumption. Yeah. Uh, but 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 is it though? Is it though? Like, if you can go out there and dress yeah. up as like a crow suit to get your taxes done, then why wouldn't we want to be a small <laughs> business owners? Dead serious. Dead serious. If, if if we really gave a shit, you know, we would go yeah. out there. We would yeah. go out there and be like. I have a solution to your diabetes. Yes. Like, like I have a solution to your suicidal ideation. It mm. looks like hard work, but I tell you what, you're going to find a friend and they're going to want to do it with you. And you're going to start talking smack to one another. And you're going to exchange each other's numbers. And then you're going to do that for way longer than you expected. And then yeah. all of a sudden you're going to look up one day and be like, I have a life. Like I have, yeah. this is, I'm doing I, and, I, and I feel amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like, so Just, like, uh, so the, there's so many failing affiliates that look to themselves and say, woe is me. Instead mm-hmm. of just saying I have responsibilities and it's to keep yeah. the doors open and I'm going to have to go do some things that make me uncomfortable. Okay. You wanted the job. You wanted the job. Go do the job. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. Yeah. Google, go to YouTube and and type in Joe Nels and it's N E H L S in as an affiliate owner and watch and that guy will make you feel like you are you are not worthy. What he is, <laughs> what he's done, and and what he did is really remarkable. And I'd say it even himself. Speaking that, then the last topic I want to get it, and I'm sorry to keep you so long. No, the no, last, please. I, last, I have. Last, I'm fine. Just, oh, um, you 
the stuff you talk about and this was on our phone call we had the other day too very inspirational and and you're a motivator and i look to you for motivation i i met you at the crossfit games i listened to you speak to the camera right before i got up and spoke to the camera um, which I shouldn't have. Like, like there's, you know, like you don't want to follow. So I even, yeah. I even told them that because <laughs> Crossman was him. interviewing me. They had a couple questions, and I watched Brian go before me, and I was like, well, "This guy sounds like a fucking professional." He, he sounds so like a flowmaster. Yeah, he was, yeah, he sounds like a flowmaster. <laughs> he was like, he was so good. And I'm like, God. And then I would, then of course that was going over my head. I don't sound as good as Brian. I don't sound as good as Brian. Yeah, I'm Brian. supposed to be better. I'm Diablo Crossman. We've been around 17 <laughs> years, and this guy, he was amazing. But one of the things he did for me. Um, and, uh, and that inspired me and made me kind of look within myself and what we're doing as a gym is you talked about, you go, you said, Hey, have you heard of James Sharnick? And I was like, no, I haven't heard James Sharnick. He was James Sharnick. He was the, uh, uh CrossFit coach, um, was in, a, was an, and a manager, um, in a CrossFit in the Valley. Um, and he, it, he, he basically was at mountain biking, crashed, drove his head into the ground, you know paralyzed quadriplegic family can't take care of himself and he goes and you said to me and i've used these words now a lot more it's up to us no one else is going to come help this guy it's up to us because he doesn't have the capacity to take care of himself he doesn't have the funds he's got his family's taking care of himself we have to do something and i was like uh okay you know i'll see, see what i can do so then i went home i googled it and then i watched his uh, podcast that he did with savant which was really powerful and my wife and i watched it and we're like, we got to do something for this guy. Mm -hmm. And so then we did, we did our fundraiser, our annual fundraiser. We dedicated and gave the funds, which you did, had done already a month before, mm -hmm. two months before. And so I wanted to thank you for that, um, for calling me out. And that's what we have to do as affiliate owners is hold other, is lead um, and set an example for other affiliate owners. And then, and then, and then continually call them to action for this amazing thing that we're doing with CrossFit. And, and instead of looking to CrossFit HQ to to lead the way, we're the ones. We're the CrossFit HQ does not have as much influence and pull in the world as we do as thirteen thousand affiliate owners with hundreds of members. Affiliates are the front line. Affiliates are the front line. We're out here. Like yeah. if we can influence, if if Brian can influence me, Brian influenced me. Yeah. Just to put it in perspective, Brian yeah. influenced me. I put it out there. I've got. You know, we had 200 or so members come in and do this workout. They all know who James Sharnick is now. Yeah. Now we got 200 more people doing this. Yep. And then they're telling their friends, they're putting it on their Instagram, their social media. And that's how it works with the affiliate owners. Mm -hmm. We're the ones that can influence change. We're the ones that can, can make CrossFit what it's supposed to, what we want it to be, instead of demanding that CrossFit do it. And CrossFit will take There's it there's no such thing as central leadership in anything successfully pulling anything off. <laughs> ask any soldier, ask every federal employee, ask every state employee in Sacramento, how's it going? Is you're getting, are you getting barking orders from the top? The answer is no. Mm -hmm. It's all about uh, uh, area of influence and control. And, you, know, and it, you, can, you can expand that and contract that all you want, depending on whatever book you read or whatever uh, portion of society you're in. But it's mm -hmm. all about the people you're with right in front of you executing on simple tasks. And when uh, I don't know James really all that well, like we uh, we've only spoken briefly. But I know a lot about spinal cord injuries. And the moment the moment that that happened, I just felt a need to do something. I just needed I kind of had to had to get something out of it. 
And so uh, when we created three claps and three slaps for James, we were very candid with them. We don't know what we're going to do, uh, but we want to do something. And they were like, okay, well, here's his birthday wad from last year. And he likes to do this three claps, three slaps at the whiteboard to just keep people's like mindsets right. I was like, okay, well, that's the name of the thing. Three claps, three slaps for James. And so it was all very organic and I was really, and then uh, one of my coaches, she owns a screen printing business. So we sold t-shirts. So it's all very bootstrapped and we're not going to fix him, but uh-huh. if I can just get groceries on the table or some gas yeah. in the tanks, like he's got teenage kids and yeah. I've got young children, but yeah. I, I can't, I can't imagine what good James will be able to do from a wheelchair for the rest of his life because uh, because of this in, this incident, this thing that happened to him. And I just really hope that um, as he heals, and it can take years, that, that one day James just like rises from the ashes and he's like, I'm an adaptive athlete. Let, watch me do some bicep curls or whatever the hell he does. It doesn't even yeah. matter. I don't, I don't want to put any extra pressure on him that he needs, but I want the world to know that if we're going to be the third space, if, if, the, if the world's gone secular, and it has, uh, that CrossFit gyms are the replacement of all the other things. And you can be as culture or culty or churchy as you want to be. But the fact is that people need people. Yeah. And if we're going to be the place where people come together and, and exercise, and that has replaced um, scripture and prayer, well then, cool, whatever, I'm down for whatever. And now we can take the responsibilities that those those churches used to have, and now we're just we're just we're just CrossFit gyms doing it. But we're, that is really churches yeah. are empty and CrossFit gyms are full. Yeah, we're so, the we're, we're the lifeboat for community. Right. We're the lifeboat for community. Not just not only curing chronic disease, right? But we're the we're the lifeboat for community. I one hundred percent agree. With that. Every gym's got somebody with cancer. Every gym's got somebody yes. with a with a, a bad luck. And yep. it's not good luck. It's not bad luck. It's just cross the journal luck. It happens. But if you can hedge yourself, not only with fitness, but with community, well, mm-hmm. now you get, now you really are a lifeboat because it's not just your health. That's the lifeboat. It's the people you surrounded yourself with and they know how hard you've been working. And so they want you to be safe or happy or, yeah. you know, at least taken care of. So mm-hmm. let's, Let's just do that. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't see it to be complicated. No, it's not. If you're, it, it's, yeah. it's not. And it's up to us. Um, and we can do it. Dude, uh, hour and 20 minutes. Um, yeah. I really appreciate the time yeah. and the words. Um, I'm motivated. I took Definitely. notes. I was taking notes, especially <laughs> if you're talking about the, the process. And I love that. And that's, and that's, that's by the way, the power I did not to get back in to get preaching again, but that's the power of talking to other affiliate owners. You're gonna pick up something that you're not doing. You can have the you know the best affiliate in the world, and you're gonna pick up stuff from other affiliate owners. Leverage the network. Yeah, leverage the network. It's so powerful. That was the old message boards that yeah. you know that we all used to participate in, and that's and I think I miss it's, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> I miss them. I miss. Yeah, them. I know. I do miss the message boards too. Who we talk? I talk about that. Is there some format that we can get in that you know something we could do that's similar to message boards and not Slack? I see that you guys are sponsored by Docs Barton, Docs yes. Spartan, and yes. uh, uh, they are they are also or have been in the past sponsors for Best Hour of Their Day and Affiliate University. And 
I want to make it I want to make it very clear that I'm a paramedic by, by trade and I didn't do my I didn't know my ass from my elbow as an affiliate owner or or as a leader and they greatly greatly helped me at least find my voice. I've always been like wow. this, but I didn't know how to sharpen my edge as an affiliate mm. owner. So if anybody's really struggling and just just consider a mentor. It doesn't have to be a yes. university, though I absolutely advocate for them and am still a, a client of theirs to this day. Uh, but this is, you are no, we are in an ecosystem now where CrossFit really actually does want to take care of the affiliates and be it like best hour of their day or two brain or whatever system works best for you or finding a mentor that's already done things that you want to emulate, reach out to the Craigs of the world, reach out to the, uh, you know, whomever. And what did you do? It seems like you've got your shit together. How can you help me get mine together? And Mm -hmm. so uh, there's no, there's no reason not to ask for help. And if you need something more significant, they're absolutely the, the CrossFit toolkit, use it, do the thing. It's all there for you. Um, Well but you said. have to want to. You have to want to. I put a link in the comments for anybody that's affiliate university. And I know Fern, he's a great guy. And he's got a good team of people. So that's awesome. Yeah. Big fan. All right, man. Well, hey, thanks for uh, being on today and appreciate your time. And yeah, I look forward, Brian, I really do look forward to, to lots of conversations with you going down the road. If you guys want me on again, I'll, I'll talk about some other shit. Oh, yeah. That's, Sorry. I would, Sorry, customer. Just, just no, no, no. That's good. I, war- I warned Jamie. No, it was, this was it was a lot of really, really uh, informative and and uh, encouraging stuff. So, yeah. How come there's always a Jamie working the back of the microphone on a podcast? I know, like, right? Like, yeah, like, 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 <laughs> he's running. He runs the the board too. <laughs> yep. Practice. All right. All right. Cool. Thanks, guys. Till next time. Yeah.